Hello, movie lovers, and welcome to the show. For today's podcast, I, we're actually going to be reviewing Sound of Metal. This is actually an independent film that came out last year. And with my with me, I actually have my good friend Vic with me. Say hello to everyone, Vic. Hey, hello. How you doing? And he's actually part of an independent rock band and everything as well. And he's also part of a small town in Bogalusa as well. Tell us a little bit about the band that you're actually in. Yeah, the band I'm in, we're called Plan B. The reason we got that name is because Plan A didn't work out too well. Uh, <laughs> sometimes when you get people and they get egos and uh, they think they're the, the star of the show when it's not a group collaboration, it kind of brings everybody down and keeps you from getting, uh, keeps you from growing. So uh, we kind of, I started singing, so kind of helped out a little bit and we kind of doing our own thing and learning a bunch of songs and uh, the person we had before didn't want to learn any new songs. And so we just kind of learning about maybe five new songs every week and adding them to our repertoire and uh, play a lot of rock songs uh, spanning from the seventies, do some sixties up until recent uh, music, do a little bit of country, but uh, of course we grew up in the eighties and, good music during that time. And that's kind of when I started really getting serious about guitar. And, uh, so, uh, our, uh, band's, uh, website is, uh, www.theplanbband, all one word, dot us. And, uh, Facebook page at theplanbband.us. All right. And you also taught me a little bit on guitar as well. You also did that too. I remember. Yeah. This is Nirvana. Yeah. Yeah. This is Nirvana <laughs> Teen Spirit. And uh, uh, I think some Metallica. And right. Some, uh, a little bit of fuel. Yeah. You picked on very quickly. Thanks. <laughs> yeah. As, you know what? I still, uh, even though I haven't picked up a guitar in years, I still remember everything you did. You taught me as well, so that actually stuck with me. Cool. So, I knew it would. Yeah, yeah. you got a good memory. Yeah. Thanks. Let's see. And Tara says hi. Hi, Tara. And so, Hello. like I was saying, like I was saying, this is actually a movie that came out last year. As a matter of fact, I heard about this film, but I didn't actually get around to actually seeing this until Amazon Prime had it. And then I was listening to SEN Live, which is actually this other podcast that I listened to. And they're like, oh, you need, if you're a big fan of rock music, big fan of heavy metal music, and a big fan of inspirational stuff, check out Sound of Music. So, um, not Sound of Music, Sound of Metal. <laughs> so... <laughs> <laughs> the hills are alive with the sound of music. <laughs> or all I can hear is James Hatfield. Oh yeah, <laughs> you know. But yeah, um, but yeah. If you're a big fan of heavy metal music or rock music in general, this is a movie that's for you. It's called Sound of Metal, and it has Rez Ahmed in this movie. And matter of fact, he's actually a rapper. As well, and as a matter of fact, I actually listened to a little bit of his stuff before actually getting into this review and everything too, just to find out exactly how his inspirations were and stuff like that. It's completely different from Sound of Metal, but what I love about this movie is it has a lot of heart. It has a lot of tear jerkers in this movie. Of course, at the very beginning of it, you see Ruben, you see his girlfriend Lou, who is actually played by Olivia Cook. Olivia Cook was actually on Bates Motel. That's where I first saw her, and then she was on Ready Player One. I don't know if you've seen those 
to the uh, base mode. I've, uh, I've seen a little bit of it, but I did not realize that she was on there. That's pretty cool. I have to go back and check it out again. Yeah, she was actually the girl that was actually on the oxygen tank and everything. So that's actually uh, her, that was her character. She was actually in, she was in love with Norman at first, and then winded up being her brother, his brother, and everything that he that she wanted up being in love with. But it just shows goes to show you how much of an actress that she actually is since Space Motel, and you know whenever they're actually performing and everything, that's when. Uh, you actually see Ruben's hearing actually starting to fade away a little bit. And then finally, when they're actually setting up the merch store, his hearing is all muffled. And matter of fact, I love the sound editing with this, with the sound effects, where you can actually hear the muffle through his lens. And that's oh, actually yeah. something that I haven't heard before. Uh, were yeah, you expecting that? Uh, I, it was kind of a surprise to me that it started that soon in the, in the movie, but... Uh, that's definitely how I could uh, imagine that going deaf would be and uh, definitely having the ringing in your ears, which I do have uh, from from the 80s playing in front of amplifiers and uh, cranking them up. You know, I didn't wear ear protection and uh, constantly my ears are ringing and have been ringing since I could, long as I can remember. Uh, so the movie really hit home with me. And what it could turn into, you know, being totally deaf, but uh, it was sad that right. in the movie that, that uh, he did go deaf. And then I guess as we talk on further about the movie, we'll kind of get into what he actually did to try to get his sound back. But Right. And yeah. another, another thing, too, is I've been to lots of rock concerts. You know that. I'm a big, huge rock concert guy yeah. and everything, too. And, yeah, I've actually had some ringing in my ears before, stuff like that, with, you know, going to certain concerts. And actually being right next to the speaker does not help either. No, <laughs> so. no, it doesn't. Yeah. But. I, uh, when I go to concerts, which COVID kind of shut that down, but even at the concerts I go to, uh, if I was on the floor, I'd, I'd have something in my ears to right. keep the sound from, from being too loud. Uh, and even when I cut grass or do something outside loud or, you know, shoot guns, whatever, I still, I put ear plugs in and then I put my, these aren't my headphones, but, you know, <laughs> ear protection over that, but uh, right. to uh, even further. But I uh, wish I would have started doing that sooner and, okay. uh I would advise anybody that listens to music really loud or uh, starting as young as you can, where just protect your ears. Cause once they're gone, they're gone. Right. And that's a little disclaimer right there <laughs> and everything too. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, yeah we, that's what I actually liked about it. It actually has that little muffled sound with the sound effect with it. It kind of actually feels like that you're actually on an airplane where everything's all muffled out a little bit and you have to try mm -hmm. and pop your ears. And matter of fact, Ruben tried pump, uh, actually doing that. He tried yeah. uh, holding his nose and actually popping his own ears, and he saw that he still had a problem. And then he went back on stage, and it just progressed even more whenever he was actually mm -hmm. on stage. And he was just drumming. Right. And what I didn't get was, okay, I know that you've been in bands and stuff like that. You can actually tell when somebody's off tempo, especially with drums. Mm -hmm. Right? So my thing is this, Olivia, which is actually um, the actress that's playing Lou, what I don't get is this, 
okay, as this progression is actually happening with his hearing loss, you would think that she would actually stop him, stop him after the set and be like, hey, there's just something off about you and everything. What's going on with you? But it wasn't like until like uh, two or uh, three other sets that she actually started taking notice that there was something wrong with Ruby. Yeah, right. She kind of looked back at him and uh, kind of like, you know, you can stop now. And he kept on playing. And uh, <laughs> then he got, he uh, kind of got fed up <laughs> that uh, one time he just walked out because he was it just affecting him so much. And uh, right. really, uh he could really tell then that something was really going bad with his, with his hearing and didn't know what, didn't know how to, how to fix it or whatever. But, um, and then that's kind of when she, uh, started being more empathetic with the way, um, it was affecting the band and, and their relationship, how he couldn't really hear what she was saying and stuff. And she kind of then started supporting him and trying to get him better. So, right. And yeah. that's actually when she tried to call his. Uh, matter of fact, he's actually what is a is an addictive uh, user of drugs with heroin as well. He was four years sober, and Olivia's just trying to go on ahead. Lou is actually just trying to go ahead and help give him some help through uh, right. his his sponsor that actually sponsored him last time. And he goes, "No, I'm good, man. I know what you're gonna say, and everything." No, I don't need rest. I'm good. I can still go on stage and everything. Everything is fine. I'm good. But he can't hear jack shit, but he's good. Yeah, I can't but, hear. <laughs> but, <laughs> but, you know, he just wants to keep on touring. He, that's his passion. You can tell in his voice that's his passion. That's all he knows is drumming. And yep. it's even it's very well progressed through the movie and everything. That's actually what his love is. And then finally, Olivia actually brings him to, well, Lou actually brings him down to this rehabilitation place for deaf people who actually, and matter of fact, the guy Joe actually helps them with their addictions and also helps them being deaf as well. And I love mm -hmm. what Joe is actually building there. It's a Christian-based place. He's actually far from the Christian aspect and everything too. And he's actually trying to do anything he can to actually get out of going to this rehabilitation place. He's, just, he's like, Lou and I, we're, we're not that, but we're not who we're, we're not those. Yeah. People. We're not about, <laughs> uh, you know, listening to Jesus and all that stuff. But, uh, uh, I think he eventually come around to, uh, saying it or thinking that, Hey, that was a good for him and a uh, good environment for him to be in. Uh, at that time right and that's actually when he admits to joe that he is four years sober set uh, and everything and then joe asked him the question are you thinking about using since your hearing is gone to try and calm you down and he you can tell that there's just that shame in his eyes mm -hmm. he just kind of looks down and he's just ashamed of himself because of the guilt and shame that he's carrying with him and he's like yeah, yeah. I, I have been thinking about it. Yeah, it's like uh, today is not a good day. I think he said something like that, and uh, yeah. meaning that if he was going to use, that would be a day that he would probably go back to using. But uh, yeah. uh, it's good that he went to the uh, uh, place so that they could try to help him out, and and uh, you could tell he didn't want to learn sign language or anything like that because that's how they were speaking and. They had that uh, television screen that would 
say what you know, just like somebody typing on a screen, it would you could see what they were saying. So right. I don't think he took uh, too kindly to that because he couldn't. He was kind of still in rejection that he was he couldn't hear anymore. So uh, it was like, and no, he, I don't want to live my life like this. So, but right, and then he was also saying, "Look, I'm going to go get my surgery done and everything. I'm going to be okay." It's cost twenty six thousand dollars or forty something thousand dollars, I believe it costs somewhere around that range. He goes, I'm gonna mm -hmm. be fine once I get my hearing done. I'm gonna be fine. This is just a temporary thing. I'm just gonna be here for a little while. And then, as time progressed, which is one of the downsides about this film, is the fact that it doesn't tell you how long he was actually in that rehabilitation center and everything. Right. Because right. I wish that they actually showed us how long he was actually in there. That's the only gr small little nitpick I had about the film was I wish that they actually showed us day-to-day -day progression through like maybe a month later, three months later, and things like that. I wish they would have actually done that. What about you? Yeah, I, I wish they would have too. They kind of moved through that section kind of quick and um, showed him uh, trying to learn sign language that he didn't want to learn, and he wrote his his name on the chalkboard, like uh, mocking the people, you know, his name is this or whatever. I forgot, forgot his name in the movie, which I should remember, but uh, he was kind of in denial about that. But then he started playing with the kids and having fun with them and seeing how that uh, when the kid was sitting on the top of the slide and he was kind of tapping on it and the kid had his head down to the slide where he could feel the vibrations. And then, he started kind of drumming and the kid was like listening to that intently. So he kind of made a connection with the kids and through the music that they played on the piano and they, you know, all had their heads down to the piano feeling the vibration. And he had a, it seemed like when he made that connection with the kids is when he really started to uh, want to learn sign languages, talk to them to communicate with them. Cause I think he could sense it at some point that, Hey, he does have a purpose that he could help these kids, you know, uh, learn how to play music or whatever through, even right. though they were deaf, they still could beat on a bottom of a bucket or play the piano or whatever. Right. So, and that's something that I really liked. And then there was also too, whenever, you, well, whenever he first gets there, he does not, doesn't even know how to do sign language at all either. So he's just mm -hmm. looking at everybody like, what the hell is this? He's like looking around he's, and, you know, and then Joe is telling everybody, hey, look, he doesn't know how to do sign language and everything. He even omits that and everything that he does have a drug problem, but he's sorry that he can't doesn't know sign language. Joe winds up actually talking in sign language for him and says, look, he's sorry that he doesn't know sign language or anything like that. So you know, just please excuse him for right now. And then as he goes on, he's struggling with sign language. And then even the teacher's like, no voice, lock up your voice. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And everything too. Yeah. <laughs> that was funny. He's like... that. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. Uh, but yeah, like I think that was kind though, of a, I think that was kind of a defining moment that, Hey, he accepted that he was deaf and he needed to communicate because in that situation where you can't hear, you got to communicate somehow and tell people, you know, you got to talk somehow. So to him, sign language was kind of the only way to do that. So he kind of learned that he had to do that. And he was forced to do that. But um, I think the kids helped him out a bit uh, with that, his relationship with them. He was kind of a, a figure to them as, 
somebody that could uh, they had the same condition that they had, but he did something positive that musically to that may they they may have not have had a chance to do before they met him. So right. But uh and I want to piggyback off of you a little bit too with right. the uh, slide thing with the vibrations and stuff. You can definitely tell that the kids are starting to come around with him and everything and looking up to him. And then, you know, like you, like you said before, he's actually being an inspiration for them because they probably didn't have anything before he came around. And then I also like it too, whenever he, like you said, he's actually teaching them how to drum on the, on the uh, gallon bucket. And, mm -hmm. you know, and even the teacher is like just messing with them though too. And yeah, He's like, he's just looking at at the teachers like, like that. Like, <laughs> then all the kids are messing with him though. He was drumming a little too early that early than what he, they were supposed to. And but yeah. he also, now, this is what I got out of something though, because remember, Joe actually told him this every morning at five o'clock. You're gonna have coffee. You're gonna have a donut, and you're gonna actually write down how you feel on a on notebook paper. So that right. became his routine. That came to an everyday thing. But in the back of my mind, as that stuff is actually going on, and then he's also teaching the kids how to do music and everything else, he's also snooping on his girlfriend, seeing what she's been up to since he's been inside the rehabilitation program. She's actually uh, actually working on new things since he's been gone and stuff like that too. So there's some chance of a little bit of envy with that. But also too, another thing that I actually want to mention is this. I feel like with Ruben is the fact that he might have been forgotten and also too at that point as well as like, okay, is this all that I'm going to be doing for the rest of my life when all mm -hmm. I want to do is get back out there on tour again, finish off this tour that I've been doing with Lou, get back to my normal life. I don't want to be teaching kids to overcome their deafness or anything like that. I want right, to do what he... I want to do. He still had uh, the idea of being a rock star and, and touring and playing again. And uh, when he even stuck in his uh, his uh, trailer there, Winnebago, and set his drums up and just tried to beat him, you know, as hard as he could. And he could hear, it seemed like he could hear a little bit of it better, but he was still trying to relive that dream of uh, becoming a rock star. And uh, I was kind of thinking that since um, – his girlfriend had kind of moved on that he was going to maybe fall in love with the, the teacher at the school. That's kind of <laughs> what I was thinking it was going to go, but uh, it didn't quite turn out though. <laughs> no, but, it uh, didn't. But, but to be honest with you, I'm glad it didn't because it'd be so cliche. We've seen that in every single Hollywood movie. Yeah. Just about. So I'm right. glad they didn't go that route. I'm glad they went to a whole different route than that. So I was actually pleased mm. with the fact that, you know, he still loves Lou. Lou's been there for him for four years with the addiction. So with him, with every single battle that he had, it's kind of hard to actually leave her behind. And right, because they kind of they kind of complement each other as far as relationship wise. So it's like a yin yang thing, and I think they both helped each other uh, get through both of their their issues that they were having and stuff. And uh, so. I know they said it, they saved each other, you know, it kind of toward later on in the movie when they kind of got back together. But, uh, um, yeah, he was, we'll he was in, in his mind, he was just wanting to, uh, to continue on and not be a deaf person and, uh, play music right. and, and hear again. That's, 
that's what he was. I mean, I know it's it's got to be tough not to hear, uh, especially when you can hear. So that's a whole new world. I mean, everything's different. Um, so even with exactly. my ear, my hearing, uh, I'll have to say if somebody's talking and I'm, I'm I, look, I look closer and I'm say, can you repeat that? You know, and I mean, I'm not deaf or nothing, but my hearing is uh, not nearly that bad. But I do have a constant ringing in my ear. It's uh, so that kind of keeps me from hearing loud or people talking even in yeah. volumes that I should be able to hear otherwise. So I know it gets as discouraging if somebody's saying something, I'm like, huh, huh, you know, and I put my ear like yeah. this and say, can you repeat that? <laughs> so I'm like, man, I'm hard over here. I'm sorry. You know, and they're like, oh, it's all right. But, but, uh, on my personal level, I, I mean, I do need to get my hearing checked. I do need to go to a uh, ear doctor and I mean, I want to be able to hear birds chirping and stuff like that and the little things that I can't hear. Uh, so yeah, kind of wearing kind of the thought of me going to get a hearing aid is kind of a, uh, uh, stigma attached to it, you know, like I'm an old fart or something because I'm wearing a hearing aid or I'm, you know, something's wrong with me because I can't hear and I got this thing on my ear that people see and they're thinking, Oh man, you know, but I shouldn't think about it that way, I guess, because. Uh, uh, well, the good news I is mean, at least it's been a little, lot more advanced than what we had back in the 80s and 90s, though, because back in those days, though, they were huge. Now yeah. it's to the point where you, you can barely see them. So that's right. That's right. Even uh, Keith, my brother-in-law and everything, he's just got some hearing aids in and everything and he can hear stuff that he never heard before he's like he's superman and everything is what he told me but That's but cool. you know and i need his, to the keys and get, get him to hook me up with his doctor and make me uh be able to hear again a little bit better than i do you know but uh for sure because you know, even, said, even his hearing aids are not even that big so that's actually a good thing right you know kind of going back a little bit um i noticed like uh the first two concerts they had, he had what they call in-ear monitors, which they were, it was a clear thing that was in his ears, kind of like headphones mm -hmm. that you can adjust the volume. And then after he went to the doctor, the doctor said, Hey, you need to protect your hearing because you're going to eventually lose it. And I noticed that the next scene when he was at the show, they were out. He did not have those in. And I, and I'll notice that. And I'm like, you know, the dude can't hear and he's, going to make his ears worse by taking them out. And, and of course it started getting better. And I think that's when he ran out the back and she went to right. console him and they, and she kind of knew at that pro, uh, point that he, he did have a problem. So uh, that just kind of popped in my head thinking about that when I was talking. So I had to go back and kind of revisit that from the beginning part. It's okay. But, that's um, perfectly fine. Yeah. But yeah, I thought I thought that as well. I'm like, well, the doctor did tell you to relax. He didn't tell you to go back on stage <laughs> to perform. Mm -hmm. He said to take it easy on your ears, regardless of the fact that you have headphones in your ears or stuff to actually help protect you. He said to relax, not <laughs> to go ahead and make it <laughs> make the hearing loss intensify ten times worse than what it was. Because at that That's time right. you could probably hear a little bit, but then now it's like totally gone. 
But I also want to reiterate something, though, too, is, you know, you and I can hear. But imagine someone like Ruben who can hear all his mm. life and then all of a sudden is just gone. That would scare mm. the bejesus out of me. I'm going to be honest with you. Yeah, me that too, man. Actually... Yeah. I've heard of people having temporary, you know, blindness from some sort of illness or whatever. And that would really scare me, too, because, I mean you go your whole life seeing things and then you can't see, then you're thinking, okay, am I going to be like this the rest of my life? And, but then the disease goes away or whether it be a stroke or whatever, and they can start seeing better and they see normal again. So yeah, that would be a scary thing, you know, losing a, uh, one of your senses of any kind that, that, uh, that we have. So, but, uh, and yeah, uh, you can still learn guitar if you breathe in. Yeah. You can, yeah, you can move your fingers, you know, like this. Let me get my camera. There. <laughs> you can still learn. It's not too late. So I just want to let you know that. <laughs> exactly. If anything, I could probably uh, send you a couple of videos or something like that to help you learn as well. There you go. Uh, and then I have real, really good hearing when I'm having you repeat what you said. Usually I'm not paying attention. <laughs> well, let's be honest. That's a, yeah. Selective hearing is what, what I've been told. <laughs> It's like you can't hear me. You just you can hear me. You just hear what you want to hear. It's like, eh, it's like no. yeah. I wish it was just that easy. Yeah. Right. <laughs> but I also want to talk about this though too. Another thing too. Ruben sees the gutters actually hanging off the roof a little bit, so he wants to go ahead and help fix it. And then Joe actually has to pull him off from the ladder, and he's like, "What?" He goes. What are you doing? He goes, the gutter was hanging down. I was going to help fix it. He goes, you don't have to fix anything here. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Ruben is just like yeah. pissed off. <laughs> because yeah. he's like. Because <laughs> uh, I'm guessing he was insinuating or anal an analogy that uh, he was there to fix himself, not to fix something else. So right. he was there to fix himself from the hearing, learning sign language and uh, getting uh, clean. And there he was trying to nail up on a ladder. You know, could have right. fell off and hurt himself even more. <laughs> That's what I was thinking, though, too. That's a liability at the same yeah. time. Like, poor Ruben. He just can't win for losing. <laughs> First uh, hearing loss, now getting in trouble for fixing a gutter that you're just trying to be nice. Yeah. But, yeah. But, yeah, that is definitely a liability, though. But Joe lost, but Joe also lost his hearing during a Vietnam War. And everything mm -hmm. and a bomb went off and that's how he lost his hearing was through that and now his way is actually helping people hear and everything because he knows what it actually felt like to actually lose his hearing which i thought was right. really inspirational with that mm -hmm. um then of and course the Ruben, that, uh, yeah. and the fact that uh when he was uh wanting to you know, wanted to help his hearing get better. He's like, no, you know, we're going to help you with this right here. You know, meaning it, he was going to be ex taught to accept it, uh, the condition he had and to, he would have to overcome that through learning how to talk to people through sign language and that kind of thing. That's kind of what I got from that part of it. Same here as well. That's exactly what yeah. I got as well. And then um, Ruben still wants to go through with the operation and everything, even though Joe told him, he goes, look, this is not to actually fix your hearing. 
this is to actually help you cope with your hearing and mm -hmm. help you with your addiction. This is not to fix this. This is to fix this and what's right. on the inside. And right. but Ruben doesn't want to hear about any of that either. Nope. <laughs> no, he even uh, scampered to his trailer and went to sell all his stuff and uh, sold his drums and his mixing board and his PA and all that stuff. And I bet you had uh, a fit he, when he was doing that, though. <laughs> oh, man, you ain't kidding me. He's like, no, don't sell your drums. You're going to regret it. <laughs> don't sell the speakers. No, you got to, you know, you can turn them up loud enough. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah, that was his bread and butter, man, music. And he was living it. He wanted to continue that lifestyle and continue doing that. And uh, he would sneak into the, the manager's office and, like you said earlier, looking at her videos that she did of her playing and he felt that uh, he was missing out on it. And she was kind of getting going ahead of him without or going ahead with her career without him. And that's kind of, I think what drove him to, um, to want to um, get the surgery done so he could hopefully hear better. But also get back to her as quickly as possible, I believe, though, too. Yeah. Yep. If you actually think about it, though, Ruben's intentions are not very clear on anything. He's not very straightforward or honest with anyone on how he feels or what he, you know what I'm saying? He is feeling yeah. he basically is just all over the place like an addict would be. Mm -hmm. But he's also very impulsive. He's not very straightforward and honest. Or anything right. like that. Like we also see that and everything after he sells his Winnebago for twenty six thousand dollars, and then that's when he leaves a note for Joe saying, "Hey, don't worry about me. Everything is good. All is good. I'm fine." And says, "I'll see you tomorrow." That's when he gets the operation, and of course, uh, when he has the operation and everything, it's a success. He goes back over to Joe, and then they're at the kitchen table. <clears throat> uh huh. And then he's like, uh. Can you lend me $26,000 so I can get my Winnebago back? <laughs> right. Because remember, that was the agreement. Yeah. Remember, that was he, uh, the agreement was if he waited uh, eight weeks and, and got the money within eight weeks, he could buy it back from the guy that bought it. And, uh, and no it was like four, yeah, four or five weeks later. And uh, he had his surgery and the uh, cochlear implants were were uh, somewhat working and right. and uh he was kind of like a i guess kind of acting like uh you know give me the money and i'll pay you back and this and that kind of like a drug person yeah yeah her dad rich you'll give me the money and i can pay you back and he's like you're talking like a drug head now you know so uh he still had that the mentality of, well, he's, he had a addictive personality to begin with. So that just kind of stayed with him, but he kind of clung on to other things mm -hmm. instead of going back to drugs. So that was a good thing that he didn't go back to using because of that. And he did, he did stay clean. So I was kind of glad to see that they kept that positive on a positive note that he didn't go back okay. to using. Same as well. And also, too, like whenever Joe says, you know, you're acting like a drug head and everything because of the way you're acting. He goes, but I cannot have you live here anymore. And mm -hmm. that 
broke my heart though in a sense but that's also too what ruben wanted anyways so right but ruben also felt bad after that but here's the thing remember when joe at the very start of it he says well you don't have to be a christian to actually be in this rehabilitation center we can actually have churches that can sponsor you right. and so what my logic was okay i'm gonna sell my friend the uh the winnebago for 26 grand but I'm going to use the church as a way to get the 26 grand back through Joe. Yeah. So I can get my Winnebago back. That's what yeah. I was thinking. Yeah. Same you? here. And it, uh, kind of backfired on him there. Uh, cause maybe they had the money or maybe they didn't, but, uh, that was kind of far fetched to, for him to even go ask for that kind of money. Cause that's <laughs> a pretty good bit of money. And I'm sure they ran on a shoestring budget with, uh, the funding they got to uh, operate right. their operations. So yeah, that was, that was something. That's so. another thing too, that that's why I wanted to actually have how many months he was actually in there and how much money was actually invested into sponsoring him for X amount of time that he was there, because God knows how much money that the church was actually working over to actually help him. To help him. Okay. Yeah. Right. But also to remember the doctor also said, look, the earlobes and the thing for your brain and everything to actually help you hear, it's not to actually give you back your original hearing. It's actually to help you with your hearing. It's not going to sound mm. as clear as it did whenever you had hearing. That's actually right. another thing he mentions. Right. And uh, when you watch mm -hmm. a movie and hopefully the people watching this will, will watch a movie because it was really, really good movie. Uh, you'll kind of see the struggles he goes through after having the implants and it, it didn't didn't work like he was thinking it was going to work like hey i'll have my hearing back uh it was kind of splotchy and wasn't clear like we hear things kind of like sounding like a bad radio tuning in a station and you can't really hear it's kind of garbled and so then i think he was disappointed he was quite disappointed yeah. though that uh that uh that didn't it and I think he was probably a little mad too that uh he was expecting to get it back and he got a little bit back but it wasn't nearly like it was so right and that's another thing though too was like right after that he goes over to Belgium and everything where Lou's father is and yeah, he is just shows shows up on the doorstep and it's nice like three three or four story apartment or something just huge man just like a million dollar a couple million dollar flat and uh dude must be a chef or something because he like cooked some really good food and looked like uh you know he had a well stock kitchen and the house was just really nice and they had a nice backyard and uh they had their party on back there but yeah he was going and he was gonna try to ask him for the money and then he's like well uh, his daughter was going to be back that night and uh, he was kind of sitting around waiting for her to get in. And uh, of course, when she did show up, she had. Uh, her, she was more made up. She was more clean cut than than like a gypsy traveling, you know, show to show every night, just kind of throwing away look. But she was well kept up, had her makeup and hair fixed and right. stuff and she had changed physical appearances and uh, I think he started kind of noticing that uh, 
she had kind of moved on and had opened another part of her life, another chapter of her life that she was going to be with her dad and kind of hang out with the rich folks or whatever. And, but she still had feelings for him. So that's always uh, a plus because I'm yeah. thinking that, you know what my first intentions were? I was thinking, okay, she's going to say, look, Ruben, I have a boyfriend now and everything. And I moved yeah. on. Yeah. Yeah, you know, when, she, when she came in and you kind of looked at Pan to him and he was looking at her, I was thinking, oh, man, he's going to, you know, she's going to come in and the guy's going to come in with her. And that would have just spoiled the whole <laughs> thing for me right then and there. But, uh, yeah, man, she was she was still by herself and she still loved him. And just like they picked up where they left off, like nothing had ever happened. Uh, right. Except I think it just shows the maturity uh, of the characters, though, on how much they've grown. Yeah, they grew a lot. And, yeah, because he was still kind of ratty looking and from uh, spending all his money on the surgery. And, of course, her dad was rich, so she kind of had the jet-set lifestyle of the being rich and, and stuff. So, But on the inside, their heart still had that connection. So I was glad to see that they, even though they changed and went through different directions, that their hearts were still uh, together and they still love each other. So that was a good thing. Agreed. I'm glad it ended on that happy note. And then after that, you see Ruben leaving out of the house. And then, you know, he's hearing the sounds, he's listening to everything. And then he just takes off the, uh, the hit the set. And what I'm right. thinking is, is this, I think, either he's come to terms with his deafness or he realizes that sometimes quiet is actually better than hearing. Yeah. Cause you, the, you heard the bell ringing and it was kind of broken, kind of staticky. And it was like, and he looked over at the cathedral where the bell tower was and, and it was just noisy and all the, the traffic noise and the street and the horns blowing and, he just sat down there at the park bench and he just took them off and it was just peace, just quiet and just very serene. So, uh, yeah, I, I, I thought the same thing you did on that. And, uh, I kind of also thought that maybe he would go back to the, uh, rehab center and reconnect <laughs> with them, but, uh, that didn't quite happen. They just kind of ended it right there. <laughs> right. But, uh, uh, but I like the fact that it gave us some speculation on how he, what might have happened and stuff like that. I think that him and Lou winded up being together. They're just not in the rock star, rock star lifestyle anymore or anything like that. Because number one, her clothes have changed. She's matured. So that tells me right there that maybe she's actually gone away from the hard rock and heavy metal aspect. And now mm -hmm. this is her new lifestyle now. So now Ruben yeah. has to also adjust to that lifestyle. Yeah, I think for me in the movie, that part came when they were laying in bed and it was nighttime and they were like looking to each other's eyes and he's like, yeah, let's get the band back together and let's go mm -hmm. on a tour. We need to do that. We need to, you know, I got my hear my hearing partially back and, uh, and she's like, yeah, baby, yeah, baby, you know, but you could tell even though she was saying, yeah, and agreeing to him that, that she really didn't want that. She was like, you know, that was kind of part of my past, our, uh, you know, gypsy kind of lifestyle touring the world and, you know, 
living however, meal to meal. But she had kind of settled down and she was just kind of saying it for him to hear it like he would accept, yeah, that they could do it. But I think when he saw her eyes and how she was acting, he knew right then that that part was over and that uh, there would be no more heavy metal music with her. And um, it was done, you know, she had moved in her direction and he had to find his own direction doing something else. And uh, I think uh, when the moment he was on the, the bench and I think he pretty much knew it was over and, and he kind of come to grips with, Hey, maybe not hearing anything is better than, uh, than hearing stuff. So, uh, I do wish he would have went back and kind of connected with the kids at the rehab right. place. And, but I guess the directors didn't want to go in that direction. They just wanted to kind of leave it hanging. So, right. Uh, it did kind of end. Right. Go on. Uh, it kind of ended uh, in a good way, I think, that you kind of thought that he was reflecting back on everything and uh, how he sold all the stuff. It's hard to sell music stuff because uh, when you're attached <laughs> to it and it's your life <laughs> and you're, you're kind of sitting there thinking, you know, I sold all this stuff and, yeah, I got the surgery and I can hear a little bit better, but it just ain't working like it used to. and maybe my dream for being a rock star isn't going to work out. So I'm just going to sit here and reflect and contemplate on what my next move is. And when he took the cochlear implants off his head, then it was quiet, totally quiet, totally peaceful. So I think for me, I thought during that time he was like sitting there and just kind of saying, Hey, what am I going to do next? You know, this, Maybe it's like you said, it's better to hear nothing and and just have peace, peace and quiet, because that's pretty much what it was. And also uh, peace with his life, though, too. That's another thing yeah. too, that I'm just thought about. Yeah, the inner peace that he got uh, from knowing that he wasn't going to be able to tour anymore, and maybe he should try to find something else to do with his life and try to do something positive, and. Uh, and just cope with him being deaf and not able to hear. So that's that's what I was thinking as well. Another thing too, when we sold the Winnebago, that's also another metaphor, I believe, for saying that used to be his life, and now that life is now gone. Mm-hmm. And well. he couldn't get it back. Yeah, he he right. wasn't able to get it back. Uh, <laughs> wasn't gonna the dad wasn't gonna give him the money if he asked. I'm sure and. I don't know. Maybe he would have if his daughter wanted to continue to tour, but I think he was happy to have her home. Right. Uh, well, remember, he Joshua really, told, right. Going. I'm really excited Yeah, because it seemed really happy to. I mean, what parent wouldn't be happy to have a, their kid home that's been on the road for many years, and you know, have them come back home and see them every day and get to go out and eat and just hang out with them, that kind of thing. So. Uh, that was good for the dad. I think the dad kind of even uh, might have said something that he was glad that she's home and not touring the world or whatever. Uh, yeah, he so. said something along the lines of this. He goes, he used to resent Ruben and take mm. out his frustrations on Ruben when Ruben wasn't actually the problem. 
the problem was him. So you can right. definitely tell that each character was actually working out their own stuff and everything. Right. right. And uh, another part of the movie, uh, I think that kind of put him on that he needs to get on another track was when they had that party outside and all the people were like high society folks and dressed up and he comes out in his t-shirt and smoking and he's kind of looking around at everybody. And I think he kind of felt out of place uh, being in that situation. And uh, even though that uh, she still hugged him and introduced him to people, I still think he kind of felt out of place at that point. And, right. and that, also I think that might've been, right. I think and that maybe had been the, I'm sorry. Sorry, I, I know that the delay. Uh, I, I kind of think maybe that might have been the starting point of him saying, hey, uh, maybe this reality that I want is not going to happen. So, you know, I'm not I'm not these people. I'm not like these people here. I'm, you know, I got these things on my head and uh, I'm, I'm not rich. So I'm not part of that. I'm, I'm this, you know, so. I think for from what I saw, that was kind of his wake up call. That it's kind of a first step of the steps that led after that. That um, he wasn't going to be touring like he thought he would with her because right. she had moved back then and um, she was back home doing what her dad, uh, staying with her dad, doing what he likes to do, that kind of thing, and. Uh, seemed like she went a different direction career-wise and same with music. So, which uh, I'm not really sure what they, what she was doing though, after all of that, what did she, I, I couldn't, maybe it was something I missed. Like, did she have a job or was she a photographer or something? I, I really, I'm trying to think back on that. They didn't like really what kind of, did she have that. a job or was she just, uh, I don't know. I'm but, thinking maybe she might be uh, her dad's manager now or something. I don't know. They didn't really yeah. explain that. Yeah, they kind of left that open. And I, I wish they would have at least kind of said, hey, she's doing this. Or, you know, she's some executive per production manager now where before she was just, a, you know, a lowly musician. So, uh, but well, I guess you kind of read between them. Right. Yeah, I guess so. They wanted you to kind of read between the lines as to what you thought she would have been doing was much better than uh, sleeping in a Winnebago every night in a vacant parking lot somewhere. So. <laughs> right. But yeah, if I have to say though, this movie is very good. This movie is really inspirational if you actually think about it. And also too, this movie leaves a lot to interpretation and lets you think and use your imagination as well. And it doesn't treat the audience like they're idiots either, which is something that I really appreciated from this film. Because mm -hmm. usually directors will try and explain every single thing. But this yeah. one gave you enough to actually digest and then ask questions later. Right. Right. I like that. That was that was a good uh, angle that the director <laughs> and producer did on the movie. And, uh, Definitely. So hopefully some folks will get on there and watch the movie because uh, it's a really good one.
Yep, it's actually yeah. on Amazon Prime right now. Another thing, too, that I actually want to mention, uh, I don't know if you're a big Tool fan or not. I listen to Tool every now and then, yeah. Um, Very Amazon actually ha Amazon Prime has a Tool documentary that I just saw. Oh, cool. So they actually have that up and everything. I'm probably going to wind up diving into that soon because I like nice. Tool. I like some of their stuff. So mm -hmm. I'll probably be diving into that. But, you know, if uh, another thing, too, guys, do you guys have any questions for us? What's your favorite rock bands and stuff like that? If you guys do, go on ahead. Put them inside the chat. We want to interact with you guys, though, too. If not, yeah. I'm going to close the thing out, though. If you guys don't have any questions or anything like that, you know, well, I'm going to go on ahead and end it. But before we do, I just want to say this. There's actually this rock band that I actually came across. And a matter of fact, he was actually trying to promote his band in a podcast share group that I'm part of. And his name is Mike. He has a band called Ashes Rise. And his, his matter of fact, the name of the song is called Family Values. And if you guys listen to the podcast for the audio only you guys are going to actually have a little treat where you guys will actually get to listen to that song for free and i'll also t go on ahead and and matter of fact he has his itunes link and everything else i'm gonna have that in the description notes i'm gonna have plan b's uh stuff in the description notes as well i just wanted this to be a big old huge music bash and everything just promoting bands and stuff like that small town bands a matter of fact, I might actually put uh, Biloxi owns. Uh, matter of fact, I might actually put Wildfire back in this and as and everything too for their band because I'm actually friends with the lead singer from Wildfire. Cool. Uh, so, cool. so I might actually put his band in there though too because, like I said, I wanted this to be a big, huge thing on music appreciation as well because there's a lot for music in general. So I wanted you to be able to have Plan B in there. I wanted you to be able to promote Plan B. I wanted to appreciate be able to that. promote my band. You're very welcome. Because yeah, I know man, I, appreciate I know it. that I anytime. Because here's the thing. I know that I ended up promoting them once before, but that's also another reason why I wanted to have you on the show. So that way I figured sound of uh, metal was actually perfect for the both of us to review. So that way we could go ahead and promote your band and do it that way. So that way you can actually have your own words, your own ideas on what plan B is. Right. Yeah, I appreciate that. It's uh, it was a pleasure. Uh, you uh, want me to join you on this and uh, watching the movie uh, kind of struck home with me on the hearing part. And uh, uh, yeah, everybody uh, go watch the movie and um, support your local bands. Uh, yeah. Any venues that's local uh, on the coast or in your hometown, support the bands, man. They're they're loving that. They're wanting to play music and uh, they love music and just get out there and support them and show them that, that you're there for them because that makes them even feel better and want to do even uh, more music and play harder. So, Definitely. All right. So that's going to be it for tonight's show, guys. But I do have something to tell you guys. We're not going to have a show tomorrow night or the night after because I'm actually going to be on Ben Rayner's show. Ben was actually on my show uh, last month, we did all three Back to the Future films for that film review. That's actually on the YouTube channel and on the podcast only as well. So you can actually listen to that on the audio only podcast if you guys want to. But I'm going to be on his network called the Sweaties Network. So what I'm going to be doing there is I'm going to be talking about Saved by the Bell. 
coming up. That's actually going to be a pre-recorded um, show that's actually going to be airing sometime next weekend, I believe. And then on that next day, I'm actually doing Marvel versus DC Comics on their show. And then after that, I'll be back to my regular scheduled uh, podcast and YouTube channel and stuff like that on the next day, which will be Friday. So cool. I'll be back doing that. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. it gives me a little bit of a break to be able to do uh, somebody else's shows. Right. That's cool. Thanks. Yeah. And I look white and, as a uh, ghost. So, uh, <laughs> I got a lot of lighting in here. So I'm, you know, I'm not this white. Well, like I'm I said warm. earlier, this is like my Nirvana lighting whenever they were yeah. on MTV Unplugged. So. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but another thing too, guys, is if you guys want to, you guys don't have to. I understand this coronavirus and everything has actually got everybody's wallets in a wad and everything, especially with the pandemic. But if you guys want to show some generosity and everything, go ahead and go to um, go on ahead, donate to the page with the GoFundMe page. You can do so by going to the link below. Another thing, too, guys, is we're actually sponsored by Audible. Go ahead, click the link below if you want to get a free 30-day trial on us. Who knows? You might be able to get some autobiographies on maybe Gene Simmons, maybe some other rock groups and stuff like that that you might be interested in. They might actually be on Audible. Then, of course, you guys can actually go to our Patreon that just kicked off. We just did a little Caesar uh, review not too long ago. And that's actually part of the $5 care that we have where we're actually reviewing classic movies for $5 a month. You actually get a classic movie review from us, a shout out from us. And how do you do that? I'm glad that you guys asked. You can just go www.patreon.com slash forward slash movie lovers unite. And then of course, you know, you can go on ahead and go follow me on movie lovers unit on Twitter, or you can go on ahead and follow me on Twitter at John Gorio eight. Or you can follow me at Movie Lovers TV Lovers Unite on Facebook. And, of course, Movie Lovers TV Lovers Unite on Instagram. And then, of course, you guys can go on ahead and go to www.movieloversunite.com for all your entertainment needs and wants. That's where we actually do our movie reviews, movie news. And I just want to say thanks again, Vic, for joining me. I do appreciate that. And Thank you, John, man. It's been a, a first for me, and I appreciate it, man. That's first, my first podcast. So uh, uh, let's see. <laughs> there we go. Everybody stay metal, babies. Yeah, stay metal. Thank you, John. Anytime, man. And always yeah. until next time, guys. Stay safe and everything. And I'll Wear be back mask. again on Friday. Wear your mask, social and distance. We want to let's uh, keep our family and friends well. We don't want to get them sick. So Definitely. So, most definitely. Yeah. All right, guys. Have a safe night. Hey guys, John here. I just want to talk about something for a minute. We actually have a Patreon up right now in full swing, and that is our $5 a month plan. It's called Movie Lovers Classics. It covers bonus episodes, reviewing classic movies like you're about to listen to right now with the uh, little Caesar review that we just did, early access to episodes, monthly newsletters, shoutouts on the main uh, feed, early access to episodes, and then we also have... All Access Documentary Series Review, which is $10 a month. And that includes bonus episodes, Eli Roth's History of Horror, Early Access to Episodes, Monthly Newsletters, Free Digital Movies, Shoutouts on the Main Feed as well. And then that also includes our classic uh, movie reviews as well. And then our $20 a month plan is our VIP Movie Lover. And that also includes bonus episodes, classic movie reviews, interviews with independent actors, actresses, directors, and comic book writers. And it also includes movie lovers documentaries 
and early access to episodes, monthly newsletters, free digital movies, and shoutouts on the main feed as well. Go ahead, subscribe to the Patreon. We hope that we'll see you there. And always until next time, guys, bye-bye. Hello, movie lovers, and welcome to the show. This is your host, as always, from Movie Lovers Unite, John DiGorio, and I just want to sit, talk about something real quick, and that is Audible. What is Audible? I'm so glad that you guys asked. Audible is the leading provider of spoken word entertainment and audiobooks, ranging from bestsellers like Anne Rice, Stephen King, the list just goes on. Their whole entire catalog, when it comes down to audiobooks, is just fantastic. If you're on on the road and everything and you want an audiobook and you want to download it fast, go ahead, go to Audible. You're not going to regret it. They actually have a trial right now that you guys can actually jump on. You can actually go on ahead, go to the link, and it'll bring you up to that trial. And a matter of fact, every month, members actually get one credit to pick any title plus two Audible originals from a monthly selection and access to Daily News Digest from the New York Times, the Wall Street Journal, and the Washington Post, as well as guided meditation programs. Another thing too guys, that's not all they have. They also have they also have finish if you actually want to go ahead and do some things to actually better yourself for 2021, they have stuff for that too. Like finishing more books or becoming a better parent, leader or a person. How to books, which is something that everybody seems to grab onto a lot lately and everything else. So if you guys are actually looking for something to maybe better yourself for 2021, go on ahead, check out those books as well. They have a big catalog. You guys won't regret it. Go ahead, click on the link below in the description notes. Go on ahead. You guys won't regret it. Sign up for that trial period. And always until next time, stay safe, guys, and enjoy the show. And God bless. At Highland, we're all about celebrating little wins and little ways to innovate digital processes. There's no customer pain point too small for us to help with. Maybe that's why more than half of the Fortune 100 looks to Highland to connect their content and data, improve processes, and turn little efficiencies into big wins for their customers and clients. Highland, intelligent content solutions for innovators everywhere at highland.com.